How's everybody doing? It's 5.27 p.m. Saturday, November 13, 2021. And we're going to listen to a rebroadcast from Anchor.fm, the Do Better podcast with Tiger 180. And by the way, if you don't know, he has a a radio station on live365.com. That's a online radio station at https forward slash forward slash live l i v e the numbers three six five dot com forward slash station forward slash tiger one eighty dash radio dash small a the lowercase letter a dash Six four one five six. For now, we're going to listen to his anchor podcast. From September sixteenth, twenty twenty one. It's twenty one minutes and thirty seconds. The title is Life. After the military, straight from the mouth of a Marine, part one. Enjoy. Oh, and if you're on YouTube, he's on YouTube, Real, R-E-A-L, Real Fishing, F-I-S-H-I-N-G, Real Fishing, with Tiger 180. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is your boy Tiger 180 from the Do Better Show. Now, if you haven't heard about the Anchor app, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Here, let me explain. First of all, it's all free. There's all kind of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your very own computer. Now, see, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place, folks. Mandatory call to action. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Once again, this is your boy, Tiger 180, podcasting the Anchor way.
to the Do Better Show, ladies and gentlemen. This is your host, Mr. Tiger Wanini. Thank you for staying tuned in to another wonderful episode, man. You guys are so amazing, man. I love my listeners, man. All y'all cats are supporting the show. All y'all tuning in, telling everybody else about it, the emails, the voicemails. I love it, man. Remember, you can reach me at the Do Better Podcast 1 at gmail.com. Get up with your boy Tiger 180. Shoot me an email. Leave me a voicemail on Anchor FM. You can catch me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, 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 Anchor FM and, and so many other platforms um, Ladies and gentlemen So today I have a special Special guest on the show man Somebody dear to my heart man I'm excited about this interview And, and what we're going to be talking about is life after the military man Like like for all my soldiers out there Big up I commend all y'all You know what I'm saying for sure For uh, even going out there man And, and, and serving the country man Definitely uh, y'all helping keeping us safe, man, and I do appreciate it, man. So, so one love for that. Much respect to all the soldiers out there. I don't care what your job is in the military. The fact that you're in there and you're doing your things, reserve, whatever it is, man. Big up for sure. So I'm gonna introduce my guest, man. I call him JBL, man. Uh, uh, Jody, yo, tell him what time it is. Say what's up to the world, bro. Hey, what's up, y'all? You know what I'm saying? So, so uh, let the world know. Um, a little bit about yourself. Uh, I'm gonna tell them uh, 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 this much. He is a soldier. Um, he was in the military, in the Marines. You know what I mean? Get his Spanish props for sure. Uh, uh, you know, it's, it's real talk when you out there, man. He done been to war. He done seen some things. You know, so he's here to help. Uh, maybe help somebody else uh, for other soldiers. Uh, after the military, you know, what do you do afterwards? So, so Jody, tell them a little bit about yourself and your military experience, your MOS and all of those type of things. All right, well, I was with 0311 in the United States Marine Corps and, uh, for five years. You know, ain't nothing crazy. You know, I had my good time. Um, went to Afghan for seven months, did that. about me to know, you know, just a simple man out here. <laughs> I hear that, I hear that. So, so, uh, you, you said your MOS was what now? Uh, oh, what? Oh, 311? What's the what's old 311 infantry? Explain that for, for people like you who don't know the code. I don't know what that means. When you're in 0311, your basic job is just to go and handle the business that the United States government wants you to do, like the dirty work. Uh-huh. Stuff that nobody wants to do. So you the military goon then? Yeah, yeah, yeah the military goon. So I'm sitting here quick. You dig? Um, so, so you said you've been to Afghan, man. Yeah. Uh, man, Afghanistan, man. I commend you, brother. Thank you. Uh, that's, you know, that's a whole nother level. You know, everything I've, I've heard about that uh, area uh, has been really hostile and really, really rough. How, how was your experience over in Afghanistan? place mentally, like, I would say you have to treat it like you're a, a dead man walking in a sense, it's like, your life is precious and valuable, but you have to understand you can lose it at any moment in time, Right. and you gotta act accordingly, uh, so it's, it's no games, no games at all. Wow, yeah, that's, that's deep, man, that's, that's deep, I, I can only imagine, man, uh, you know, uh, seeing the type of 
I've seen and, and witnessed. Um, and I, I, and just on, on, on the news or, you know, in magazines or on the internet, you know, the, the pictures I saw was, it was definitely, uh, it, it rattles your cage, man. Um, like he's um, some sort of a remote location interviewing Jody Derns the third former Marine Sergeant So, so, 
what is uh, some best, what's, what's some of your best advice that you can give to a soldier who is out the military? Because you're, you're out now, right? Yes. And you did five years, you said? Yeah. Okay, so now that you're out the military, uh, how is life after the military? It's uh, definitely not as crazy. <laughs> right. You have your freedoms out here. You know, if you want to go to the pool and swim, you can go do that. Right. Whatever you want. You know, you got a little job or something. You don't do that. It's all cool. <laughs> For sure. Um, what, what would you recommend? Uh, what about the stresses? And they say about, uh, uh, what's it called? PSP. PTSD. Yeah, okay. So, P PTSD. What? Did you suffer from any of that? And do you still? Uh, yeah, I have PTSD. Yes. Okay, and what, what does that look like, though? What is what is, what is uh, some of your worst moments when you're going through that? What happens? I would say this man during the nighttime, it's like getting asleep is without any background noise. Enough noise is it's almost impossible because you're just hyper vigilant, you're hyper aware. You just feel and see everything, and there ain't no way to really just calm that down. So, is there any certain triggers or anything that uh, that that like sets it off? It's like loud noises. Is one of them. For me, that's my trigger. Like any loud noise is like an instant reaction. What kind of reaction? Like, oh, what was that? Like, Good, we safe, cool. What's happening? Right. It really catches you off guard. You're just super hyper vigilant. Does it bring you back, like like a flashback, like you're back in Afghanistan, or like when you heard that IED explode, or does it trigger those kind of emotions for you? Like emotions of fear, a little bit, but then like you know, you have to just calm yourself down. It really helps if you like hold on to an object or something. Back to the reality, like, I'm not in Afghan right now. I'm, I'm on the back patio. Right. It's just me out here. I'm just chilling. So, uh, like, ain't nothing crazy happening. You just have to tell yourself that stuff. Yeah, that's that's kind of deep, man. You know, uh, the things that y'all had to endure um, in the armed forces and, and what it does after the fact. How, how is, uh, was it adjusting from? Being in a military lifestyle uh, on a daily basis for years versus being a civilian and just roaming the free land, like at will. Like, how does how was the uh, the process? Like, what process tools did you use to make that adjustment? Uh, for me, I would say once you get out the military, you just really need to stay involved, whether it's in your community, in your household. So you just need to find stuff to do to keep your mind preoccupied and, you know, just stay busy. Like, do something productive. Right. Like, work on a skill. Something, like, just something to keep you busy. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's 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 good advice. So for all you soldiers out there, uh, and for those who looking for the way and don't know the way, uh, listen to what Jody said, man. It's, it's, it's powerful. Uh, and I believe a lot of people can use that same advice, um, you know, and 
their everyday life, uh, regardless what kind of PSTD is. What is it? PTSD? PTSD. I always get it confused. Excuse me, y'all. PTSD uh, you have from whatever you've been through. Uh, some people have been to war, but not actually been in the military to war. You, you dig what I'm saying? You know, so, uh, though, though, I mean, though it gets, it gets crazy out here in the trenches, I don't think they can really compare it to uh, being overseas and you got planes and, and snipers and tanks and Humvees and grenades and landmines like and IEDs, that would be a landmine? Yeah. Okay. okay. And, you know, you know, that's a whole different level. Like, people blaming at you, you can't even see missiles flying, blowing up stuff, you know, I can, you know. Incendiary rounds. Yeah, like, I don't even know. What is that? It's like a round that catches. If it, it's a round, like, if it hits you, it's going to catch on fire. Really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they make that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness gracious. That is crazy. I mean, weaponry is, is amazing. Um, another another quick question I want to ask, man. I, I wish I can. I'm definitely going to have to have you back on the show because we have so many other levels I want to touch on with you because this is deep right now. You know, uh, the military is like one of the biggest main forces on the planet Earth, and that's one regardless of what nation that you're in. You know, uh, you have your government, you have your military. You have your civilian population. The military is a big part of our nation's security. And people have to really realize the dedication and sacrifice that soldiers make going into that, man, and what they're here to do, what they're trained to do is serious. Um, if there was one thing that you could give to any other soldier about to get out the military and go back to civilian life or one who just got out regardless if it was honorable, dishonorable, whatever the discharge was or retirement and, and they don't know what they're going to do. They have no clue of what's going on, uh, of what direction that they really want to go. Um, what advice could you give to that individual? All I would say is don't be afraid to ask for help. There are a lot of resources out there for us. Now, I personally understand sometimes it's not the best resources. You're not dealing with the best people most of the case. But you just got like you got to do what you can for yourself because no one's going to take care of you better than you. So amen to that. When you get out, be ready to transition. When you're in there, go talk to counselors. Go talk to admins, like job services, everything. Like take advantage of everything the military has in and out while you can. No, that's right. That's solid, man. That's solid. And now y'all heard that, man. Y'all heard what he said. So y'all take heed to that. Uh, I, that's definitely a powerful, powerful uh, piece of information and, and advice. Um, uh, also, this out of all the moments you had in the military, did y'all get to have some fun too? Oh yeah, yeah. we had yeah. a lot of fun. Y'all had a lot of fun. Um, if there was anything or any place that you traveled uh, that you could go back to while you was in the military, what place would that be? Tokyo. Tokyo? I would definitely go back to Japan and heartbeat. Yeah? Yeah, the culture, the food, the peace. It's nice 
fish over there? Yeah. I wonder if there's fish over there. Oh, oh it's just like surrounded by water. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would love to uh, go fishing out there. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, they got docks everywhere, man. Yeah. Ain't a fish you can't catch out there. Right. That's ocean. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing. Um, <laughs> and real quick, Jody, this, this is what I want uh, uh, you to give the world. Um, you know, we, we laugh and we joke and we make, uh, we talk about the good times too. But being a soldier and especially a Marine, not taking nothing away from anybody else, uh, no other branch. But y'all know when they call the Marines, you know what time it is. It's like, it's not a joke. The Marines are here. All right, y'all better put your seatbelt on. Because it's for real. You know what I'm saying? Like, they ain't come to play with nobody. Nobody. So, so like, uh, you know, I want, uh, for those who just tuning in, I, I want you to uh, realize I'm sitting here with a Marine. And, and uh, you know, if there was any advice you could give to the young people, the young people who wants to be uh, in the armed forces, the young people who want to be in the military, uh, what would that be? Say, if you're going to sign up for the military branches, you need to go in there with a plan to learn a skill or a trade, like something that you can take out of the military back with you to the civilian world. Right. So you don't, you're not out here and you're not like, oh, what am I going to do now? It's, I've already got an MOS, I've got skills, I can apply them to a company or a business when I get out. So I would say don't really go for the infantry angle. Unless you're really just that rugged and hardcore, and that's what you want. Just right. go there and get a skill. Get some college. Like, go pay for that while you're in and when you get out. Nice. Nice. That's that's sound advice. So for you youngins who are interested in the military, uh, this is some sound good advice from experienced vet who you should take heed from. Uh, definitely, man. I, I just I just want to say this is going to be part one of a series of uh, military episodes I want to do because I, I feel like it's important to talk to the people uh, about uh, our nation's security. Like, like this is this is serious. It, it is bigger than security, but I'm using it in context. Like, secure the nation. You know, like they they make sure we're good all over the world. So, uh, you know. You guys, man, you see a soldier, man, out there in the street, man, uh, you know, uh, uh, give him a nod, give him a commend, tell him thank you, you know what I'm saying? Like, be grateful for it, because if imagine if we didn't have an army, you seen what happened in 9-11, you know what I'm saying? Imagine if we didn't have an army, you know, it'd be some hell going on over here, y'all, you know what I'm saying? So, so like, you know, take it seriously, man, and, and, and show the soldiers love. Uh, thank you so much, Jody. I appreciate you, bro. You know what I'm saying? Thanks for coming on the show, man. Again, ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned in. This is your boy, Tiger 180, the Do Better Show. Catch us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor FM, several other platforms, man. Hit me up on the email. Hit me up on the voicemail. The email is the Do Better Podcast 1 at gmail.com. And I just want to say thank you so much. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe. Also, check out my official show on YouTube. Real Fishing with Tiger 180. Like, share, subscribe. And uh, I got something big coming for y'all real soon. I'm working hard at it. So uh, when it gets close to it, I'm going to let you know what it is. And uh, it's going to launch. Thank you so much, Jody, for joining the show. I loved having you, bro. Hey, I'm happy to be here. Good luck. I I would definitely definitely got your hand. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs)
<laughs> we just left a, 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 you know, he had a doctor situation with his hand in the, you know, in the cast and all that. Y'all ain't seeing that part right now. You know, so I want to dab him like, hey, you know. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's a good time, man. Definitely, man. So thank you guys for tuning in. Don't forget to support the show, man. Subscribe. Do a monthly subscription, man. Anywhere from like a dollar or two dollars or ten dollars. Do a monthly subscription with your boy so we can take the show up and grow and touch all the masses because we're going to get everybody doing better. Man. Once again, it's the Do Better Show. My homeboy Jody, JBL, the host. The Do Better Show, Tiger 180. Saying peace. Peace, yo. His uh, his background noise. His fiance called him on the phone, and his volume was lower. I don't think he knew about that. He was in his truck taking this uh, retired marine to a medical appointment. Who had his arm? The marine had his arm in a cask cast because he had a automobile accident and somebody hit and ran hit and run accident so it left JVL Jody with his arm in a cast and that was back in September that was dated September 9th, 2021. Episode. Oh, I can't see the episode number. Well, it's right before episode 52, so it's either 51 or 53. It says, don't let bad news hold you back. And if anybody can speak on that, those two guys, Tiger 180 and JVL, they can talk about that. Tiger 180 inspired me to podcast. He is uh, my nephew, my sister's son, and JVL is my great-nephew. My sis, my other sister's grandson, but they're both all grown up. <laughs> JVL's out of the military. He talked about Japan, how he loved Japan, Tokyo. There's so many places to fish there, and it's a beautiful place. Um, he, JVL talked about the. The dangers of IEDs, explosive devices, and if you heard it, you might have heard him talk about how he witnessed a man step on 
an older man step on an IED and it split him in half. Um, well, he talked about some of the the uh, traumatic effects of being uh, in Afghanistan where he was for a while. I thought he said seven, eight, or nine months, something in that neighborhood. Um, I know that eventually he, um, I had prayed and prayed and prayed, but my prayer was answered that, I think it was around 09, 2009, 2010, he was assigned to a security detail for President Obama, Barack Obama. So he had five years in the military, and he came out, and he's honest about the uh, PTSD, post-traumatic stress syndrome, PD, S, well, people know now what it is. I don't have to explain the aftermath of being around the war. He explained how the hardest part is at night trying to sleep. It's very difficult for the veterans to try to rest and sleep. Any sound, any sudden noise is a triggering event and they have to learn ways how to talk themselves away from whatever triggered them back into their normal calm state. So, um, unfortunately, they were in the truck and um, not in Tiger's studio. He has his own studio, but I I left his link for his uh, radio station online, live365.com forward slash station forward slash tiger180-small-a like apple dash six four one five six that will take you directly to his programming on live three six five dot com radio station. He had another radio station in um Ohio somewhere. In Canton, Ohio, online at one time, and he has his YouTube channel, Real, R-E-A-L, Real Fishing, F-I-S-H-I-N-G, Real Fishing with Tiger 180 YouTube channel. Oh my, you should see the picture of the fish. He sent today, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> the fish, 
is nearly half as tall as he is. And he's he's a tall guy now. He's a big man. So he's he's really doing his thing. He's made movies in the past that uh one of the movies is on YouTube. It's um what do they call that? Oh, something number one. It's oh, it'll come to me <laughs> if I recall. I'll put it in the notes. He has a a good movie he made in Ohio. It's sort of advanced when it was made years and years ago. It sort of um, predates the time that we're living in now. Rotor is R-O-T-O-R. Rotor, D-R-1, or Rotor, D-R. Rotor, R-O-T-O-R. D like David, R like Robert. Rotor, D-R. There may be a one after that, but it's it's uh, no frills, no thrills. You could you could tell they made it uh, low budget, but it's uh, <laughs> it's they they got every every bit of uh, entertainment value and. explanation, expository value, all of that is is rolled into one in that small movie. It's not very long. It's not a uh, a big Hollywood production. Nothing splashy. It's a, it's a few characters, few main characters and a few background characters. And he plays a uh, Tiger the Tiger the Jungle Guy or something is his name in the movie, but he has a few cameos and then he has a couple of speaking parts. So naturally he's my nephew, so it's a big deal to me. <laughs> I'm over the moon watching him act, but it's still one of the best movies I ever saw, um, and it, it taught—it really taught me a lot. I learned something every time I watched that movie, and uh, every time I listened to Tiger 180 on Anchor.fm, the Do Better podcast with Tiger 180. Every time I listen to that, I learn something. So he's come a long way from the little tiny kid that we all once knew. He grew up to be quite a selfless man and father and soon to be, well, he's already entrepreneur. But he's a fiancé, so soon to be husband. 
He has other shows here. Here's one that's only one minute, 13 seconds. Talks about his uh, radio station. Oh, it's not a, not going to play for us. He's an encourager, much like myself and our family. We love people. We love to encourage, inspire, educate, and inform. That's that's what we're about. Okay, we were listening to the Do Better podcast by Tiger180. Anchor.fm Owned by Spotify Thank you for listening Take care of yourselves Hi guys Thank you for your support and listening We're going to listen to another episode from the Do Better Podcast with Tiger 180. This episode is called The Life of Cherokee Forever Eternal. A song written, reading the notes here, says, I dedicate this episode to my little brother who passed away and all family and friends for his birthday. Happy birthday, little brother, October 15th, 83 through July 11.04. Rest in peace, Cherokee. Always remembered, never forgotten. I love you with all my heart and miss you like crazy. Stay tuned until the end to hear a song written, produced, and recorded by Cherokee called Two Worlds. This episode is sponsored by Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast, anchor.fm. And we'll hear this. Oops, I hit the wrong clicked on the wrong thing. <laughs> okay, here we go. It's 39 minutes long. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is your boy Tiger 180 from the Do Better Show. Now, if you haven't heard about the Anchor app, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Here, let me explain. First of all, it's all free. 
There's all kind of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your very own computer. Now, see, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place, folks. Mandatory call to action. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Once again, this is your boy, Tiger 180, podcasting the Anchor way.
people loved him. People gravitated toward him. Uh, you know, and, and it was, it was, uh, it was such a shocking thing to hear the news of, uh, you know, my little brother was sick, you know, diagnosed around age uh, 17, 18, uh, with cancer, uh, stage four colon cancer at that, you know, to be so young to have something like that, I mean, it was just, it was just crazy. Uh, you know, it's, it's been time, and I know it's been a while, uh, you know, he passed in, in 2004, and it's 2021, but the thing about death is, and losing someone really close to you, it, it just seems like it's almost yesterday, it doesn't seem like that much time has went by, you know, and there was times in my life where it was really, really rough to deal with. Now, uh, you know, I've prayed for acceptance and I've learned that. I've also learned to understand that the Lord is sovereign. And for those of my listeners who don't know what that means, that means he's in control and he can do whatever, however, whenever, according to his will for our lives. And we don't always understand it right away. And sometimes some of us may never do. But, you know, that's it's just a part of life. You know, it's the inevitable. And they say the good die young. And, and, and uh, you know, it, it's rough sometimes when I sit there... <laughs> And I think about all the times that we had, all the good, you know, even the bad, which were very few, uh, so far as arguments and stuff like that, we just didn't do that. We, we didn't have that kind of conflict, you know, you know, I mean, he would call me like he was the big brother sometimes, you know, and, hey, look, hey, big bro, you need to you know he'd preach a whole sermon to me like you know and know what he talking about references to the scripture and it's, it's deep you know Cherokee was the type of person to walk in the room and the room light up and oh Cherokee here oh chief is here oh yeah you know and it was an exciting powerful thing um, I want to take this moment though to say much love to all the people, family and friends who love Cherokee, uh, all the people whose lives he touched in one way or another or had a relationship with Cherokee, all the people who were there to support the family during that difficult time. Um, and <clears throat> excuse me, I just want to say we appreciate you and thank you. And keep your head up as well we had a memorial back in july on uh 7 11 of course which was the day we went home to be with the lord and in atlanta and a lot of people came out man um i mean we did the balloons and you know candles and the whole the whole movement man it was it was it was deep and and you know wasn't so much about the sadness of it it was more about the 
celebration of his life. And that's more or less what this episode is to be about. It's not so much is, oh, I'm so sad, which, you know, there is sadness there because I miss my little brother, no doubt. You know, I can only imagine what he would be today, you know, but, but. I'm focusing on the good that he did, how he impacted people, you know, the funeral was amazing, I mean, there was so many people, people I didn't even know that he knew, like, I, it was, it was, it was packed, and we were in a huge, huge, huge venue, uh, there was nowhere to sit, people lining along the walls, you know, uh, and I believe we had did that in Atlanta at uh, Del Bronner's church. Uh, big shout out to Bronner Brothers. Um, we appreciate you left, letting us have it there. Uh, and, you know, Del Bronner was a, a powerful minister. And Nathaniel, and, um, you know, all, all the Bronner Brothers, man. Um, I've listened to all their sermons, man. Not like every single one, but I mean, I've listened to them all preach, and the word of God has been powerful. Um, you know, they helped me get through some sticky times. Um, little bro, like, if I could talk to you right now, I would tell you I love you. I miss you, and I wish you were here. You know, it's moments in my life that's happened. I wish I could have shared with you in the physical, you know, uh, there's times in my life that I needed to hear the words that he used to say to me, you know, uh, but we had some really awesome times, man. He, he was a music producer and it was super, super fly at it. I mean, just dope. Like he did so many songs. He left so much music, uh, you know, and it was just, it just fire. So, so I'm going to share with you a quick, uh, moment of, uh, what was going on in my life when I found out my brother was diagnosed with stage four cancer. I was out in Texas, San Antonio, uh, with a really close friend of mine, Tiny Fahim, big up Tiny Fahim, if you're listening, brother, uh, big up to moms, um, you know, and, uh, it was, it was, at that time, I was on a seven-day fast, you know, eat once a day, and I, I would just pray scripture, pray scripture, you know, water, water, and eat once a day in the evening. And I was on the seventh day of the fast, <clears throat> and Tony Fahim had went in the, the next room, he went in the bathroom to, to take a shower and so on and so forth, and you know, he's in the shower and I'm in the other room and I, my phone rings and, and I pick up the phone and my mom's on the phone crying, hysterically, Tiger, you need to come home, Tiger, you need to come home, something's wrong, something's wrong, it's your brother, I'm like, what, what's going on? And uh, my dad gets on the phone, she said, here, talk to your dad, my dad gets on the phone and say, Tiger, you need to come home. Your brother has stage four cancer. And I'm like, wow. St 
stage four cancer. What are you saying to me right now? Is he going to be okay? Is he all right? I didn't understand what stage four cancer meant. I didn't know if that was a good thing, if that was a bad thing. But the, but from what I was getting from my parents and, and how uh, they were acting over the phone, let me believe that this must not be good. You know, so... You know, I kind of, I kind of freaked out, you know, and, you know, I hopped on a plane, and flew back to Atlanta from Texas, and I never forget this moment, so let me back up a little bit, bear with me, so before I got on the plane, okay, I just get off the phone with my mom and dad, alright, and I got tears coming down my eyes. I'm still in shock, you know, because they said something's wrong with my little brother. You know, my little brother don't bother nobody, man. He's a good dude, you know, and uh, like I said, well loved by everybody. Wasn't in the drama and all of that, you know. Um, so, you know, Tiny Fahim comes out the bathroom, he walks into the room I was in, I was out the head, just got out of the shower, and he came around the corner crying, and I'm like, bro, what's wrong, he was like, you gotta listen to me, you gotta hear me, you gotta feel me, he was like, God just spoke to me, I'm like, man, what is you talking about, man, God just spoke to you, bro, you know, and I'm, I'm thinking like, is you tripping, he like, nah, he said, something's wrong with Cherokee, he going to die, but everything going to be all right. I said, what? Don't say that about my brother. Now, he had no idea. The conversation I just had with my parents, remember, he's in another part of the crib, in the shower. He had no idea. And when he came in the room, I was off the phone. And I know he wasn't standing at the door because the door was open. Wasn't nobody there. Just us. So... That in itself sent chills all over my body. The fact that he would get out crying and mention my brother's name. You know, uh, between then and before, we didn't know about anything being wrong with Cherokee at all. Nothing at all. And uh, so... He was like, yeah, God just spoke to me, man. He, I mean, he's crying. And to know this guy, man, like, he's a tough dude. Like, time for him ain't nowhere just sitting around crying. You know what I'm saying? For real, for real. So just to see tears in his eyes shook me. And then to hear what came out of his mouth really shook me. And I'm like, don't ever say nothing like that about my brother. I said, let me tell you the phone call I just had. So I told him. And he was like, what? You know, we both just sat there and kind of cried for a minute. And uh, I remember my parents saying, it's serious, Tiger. You need to come home. It's serious. You need to come home now. <clears throat> so that moment right then was, was something that was really deep. So I hopped on a plane, left Texas, flew back to Atlanta. And uh, my brother, my other brother, uh, Rico, he picked me up from 
the airport. Big up, Rico. What's up, baby? Love you, little bro. Uh, picked me up in his truck, and he like, I'm like, what's up, man? Is bro all right? What's up with Chief, man? He good? And he's like, uh, just listen to this real quick. We on the way to the hospital now. I said, what is it? He said, just listen. So remember, I told you that Cherokee did music, and he wrote songs, and uh, you know, produced tracks, and you know, he was fire with it. He recorded. You know, we had a studio at the crib and stuff, and uh, you know, so he would just record, 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 man. So he played this song called Two Worlds." And, uh, I mean, it, it was, it was so deep. Um, I mean, he just, he just spoke about our whole life. And he just prophesied, like, this whole thing. Like, like, he knew about it, but we didn't, you know. And, and, and you know, with his connection with God, I get it. You know what I mean? Um, spiritually, he was on a different level. So that in itself was deep. Um, you know, so... The crazy part about it was... Uh, when I heard this song and I started listening to it, you know, tears just start coming down my eyes, you know, and I didn't know, I didn't know what to do, I didn't know how to feel, you know, um, it was, it was just, trying to pull his song up uh, so I can play it, but uh, I don't know. It's, it's a whole bunch of other strangery going on. So I might uh, on my phone. <laughs> Rather, you know how these phones could be. So I might just uh, just uh, put that on a whole uh, another episode uh, and just launch that video um, and play a song. But at any rate, um, if I can pull it up for you, I definitely, definitely will. Uh, so, so anyway, he let me hear the song and listening to the words of the song. Uh, you know, we're crying like crazy, man. And we ride to the hospital and, you know, we get to the hospital and uh, I walk in there and see my brother. And wow, I mean, I just I just lost it. You know, all these tubes hooked to him and, you know, all the stuff that was going on with him. Like, it just, it just was, it just was, it just was crazy, you know. Um, yeah, you know, yes, sir. It looked like, uh, it didn't look like. Um, okay, so I found a song, uh. Thank you for being patient with me. Um, so we'll play that here shortly. Uh, sorry about all the, the noise and stuff. I, I had to find this. Um, but 
you know, it was, it was, the song was so deep, the words were so deep, and if you could please, uh, uh, you know, spend this time and listen to this song uh, that my brother wrote uh, before he even knew his situation. You know, before he was diagnosed, he had been back and forth to the doctor, misdiagnosed, saying this, saying that, and the third, you know, I think he started that when he was 17. By the time he was 18, he got the right doses, and then, you know, 19, 20, you know. Uh, you know, cancer is a really, really cruel disease, man, and, and it does some really, really cruel things, man. You know, I, I wish there was a, a, a way to stop it. It's a cruel disease. But since the good come with the bad, I had to tell some of the sadder parts so we could reflect on the happier moments. I mean, Cherokee would light the room up. He would have you laughing. He would have you, you know, going crazy, man. Like, just and his creativity, man, and just how he was, his personality. And then he'll sit you down like he's 40 years old and just talk to you like like you his son or his little brother. You know, and it was just, I mean, even to the grown people, and it was crazy. People respected him. Because uh, how he was, it, it was it was beautiful, man. <laughs> it was completely, completely beautiful. It, it was wild, man. Uh, I miss you so much, Cherokee. Uh, always remember, never forgotten, man. So I just wanted to dedicate this episode to my little brother, to my family, to my friends, mom, dad, Rico. Love y'all. Hold your head. I'm here for you always, forever, eternal. You know that. Uh, you know, all his family and friends, all his homies, you know, y'all know who y'all are. Um, you know, I'm here, bro. Holla at me and thank y'all for being there. All the family members that was there, thank y'all for being there. Much love, you know, and I just wanted to take this time to acknowledge Cherokee on his birthday. Happy birthday, little bro. We love you, man. See you when we get to heaven, man. And, uh, another thing I want to give to my listeners real quick is you know you can get through tough times you can get through sad times I'm living proof of it man and it ain't always easy and I can't say it's quick and I can't say I'm still not sad some days you know when I listen to a song or watch a video or you know, just thinking about him or something reminds me of him. I, I can't say that I don't go through my emotions because I do. You know, that's a part of being human, part of having heart and a compassion, you know. But it, it's deep, man. It, it's real deep, man. And I, I just wish you were here now. Uh but they say to be absent in the body is to be present with the Lord. And that's what we are trying to get to for all my listeners who do believe. Uh, and if you don't, that's fine. I'm not knocking uh, anybody's belief. That's not what I'm here to do. I'm just here to uh, relate a message, man, and celebrate my brother's little birthday. Uh, my little brother's birthday. Please forgive me. I'm a little emotional right now. So I'm trying to keep it together, man. Thank y'all for y'all patience, man. Um, so I'm going to play this song for y'all This is a song that he wrote um, And recorded before 
his diagnosis before he was sick. And uh, I forgot the time frame he had wrote it before the actual uh, correct diagnosis of what was going on with him. Um, but uh, I know it was beforehand. And it was, uh, it's deep, man. The words are, are real. It's not a, a fake rap. It's not a, you know, he just made up this and that. No, it, it wasn't. He talked about real life stuff that we know about, you know. And, uh, <clears throat> man, that's how Cherokee was. He didn't play the radio. And what I mean by that is he didn't edify and falsify nothing. It was what it was with him. You know, it's going to be real, period. He didn't do the fake. You know, that just wasn't his personality. And everybody loved and respected him for that. You know. So, uh, if you guys could bear with me a little longer, listeners. Uh, I know this episode is a little longer than my normal episodes. Uh, but I really, really wanted to take this time to dedicate this episode and this segment to my little brother, Cherokee Jezreel Hunter. Born on October 15, 1983, and went home to be with the Lord on July 11, 2004. Thank you so much for staying tuned in. Uh, thank you for listening to this episode. Uh, hopefully you can get something good from this episode and that it can touch you in a situation that you can relate to like mine. Um. The pain never really goes away. You just learn how to deal with it and, and be and accept it. And to know that they're in a better place now and have to believe that and rest assured with that. That he's not in he's not peace right. He's not in peace right now. I mean he's at peace right now. He's not back and forth to the doctor, in and out of chemo, having to lose all his hair. You know, and for those who knew Cherokee, everybody know he had long hair, hair longer than mine. Uh, you know, it was just a, a lot, you know, to watch him get thin as a skeleton and not be able to eat or barely walk or, you know, it's, it, it was so, so crazy. Cancer is a cruel disease. But Cherokee was positive through the whole thing. I mean, that man would laugh and joke and still record songs and write songs and make tracks and play guitar. He would still do his thing, kick it, you know, help me celebrate my birthday. We celebrate his. Like, we would still kick it. Sick or not, he was there, man. And I miss him. I miss him a whole lot. A whole lot. So, you know, around two times a year, you know, of course, his birthday and, you know, July 11th when he passed, you know, it get a little strange for me. It get a little rough for me. But guys helped me through it. Friends and family that helped me through it. And I thank y'all for that. For sure. So I'm going to play this song real quick for y'all, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, enjoy this song. This is by Chief. You know, uh, Cherokee just real hunter, my little brother, man. And y'all need to hear this song. So I'm going to play this for y'all. And... Uh, 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 uh. 
did the music, he did the recording, he wrote the lyrics, he did the rhyme. This is all his production. 100% Cherokee. He did all of it.
what you don't see uh, is like you hear the talking at the end, my mother, and then you know uh, there was it's a video that I'm actually watching that goes with this song that my father created, and it's some of uh, it's uh, Cherokee's life, different pictures of it, and all of us. And, through different times from when he was young from a baby all the way up until his final days you know he was dancing and so on and so forth so it's 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 an emotional time for your boy and uh you know my brother he meant a whole lot to me still does and uh I really appreciate you guys taking the time to stay tuned in to share this moment with me. Yeah, it's deep. So, anyway, uh, happy birthday, Cherokee. We love you. We miss you. And uh, I'll see you in heaven when I get there, bro. To the family, my heart goes out, and I'm still here, you know, and uh, always will be. You know, if you guys have any comments or anything you'd like to say, um, find a comment section, email me to do better podcast one at gmail.com, leave me a voicemail, uh, or email me. or if you even know me personally, you can reach out. Um, and, and that's what time it is. So, Cherokee, a.k.a. Chief, we love you so much, man. Happy birthday, bro. This episode's for you. Cherokee, just real hunter, born October 15th. 
Happy birthday, Cherokee. I miss you, brother. And I love you like crazy, man. I miss you like crazy. It's your boy Tiger and Eddie from the Do Better Show. Saying peace. Have a blessed day. That was rebroadcast from my nephew's podcast, The Do Better, with Tiger 180 on Anchor and several other streaming platforms. And there's not much to be added to what he said about his little brother. Except, um, he, as a baby, and on his vacation to with his family to California, What's going on, ladies and we gentlemen? had a blast. We had a real blast with him. I don't think anybody made me laugh that hard. Nobody certainly that young could make me laugh that hard as his little brother Cherokee. He was uh, like this, like his brother, like Tiger 180 said, he was always a grown man trapped in a little body. (laughs) When he was just a a toddler, (laughs) he was just like a grown man. He would... Hey, if we would all sit down to relax, have dinner, he would find work to do. <laughs> I mean, a toddler, 18 months old or maybe 20-some months, while we would sit and relax and talk, he'd find so much work to do. He'd go and get the cold drinks out of the refrigerator, put them in the ice cooler, then take things and put them here and there. Maybe he was jazzed because we were doing all the the tourist spots, the Disneyland, all these other places. So maybe he was just, he was preparing for the next the next uh uh spot that we would go to. I can't say but he was so young to to be so involved in tune with his environment. Nothing about him except his age and his small size would give you the impression that he was a baby or a child, an adolescent, a teen. No, he actually, I mean, so far ahead of his times, when I visited his my sister and brother-in-law and, and his brothers and him in Atlanta. Well, he was maybe eight, nine, or ten. Not much older than that. But um, he would listen in to the adult conversations and he would, uh, he would respond with uh, something very hilarious and profound and you you know you would stop and think after you laugh for so long 
You stop and think, how could a child that young come up with that? You know, it was just hilarious. So, yeah, there's um, a lot that Tiger 180 could have said that he didn't say, but he said enough. He knew his brother far better than I did because they lived far away in Georgia. And I'm in California, but when we visited, I, that was one thing I'd have to say that I never knew him, even though I, even today I call him the baby, even though he's passed, it's passed from this life, he's been gone, but I still refer to him as the baby. I just cannot forget how he was. It's such an unusual uh, toddler, and not because of lack of experience. I come from a huge family, an extended family, where we always had new new births in the family, uh, our friends, and I mean, neighbors, everybody. We were always a booming, growing community, and we were always close-knit so that we were always together. We did our, our lives together, and there were always lots of toddlers. So the, the things that I'm saying about Tiger 180's youngest brother, Cherokee, he stood out because he was really never uh, age-appropriate. He was always advanced. Even before he could really talk well, he just sort of just did his thing. He just kept moving, kept exploring and seeking creating things with his hands and putting things together, moving things around. I mean, you'd expect a, a child just barely two years old, you would expect them to do certain things, but not the kind of things that he did. He was. It was almost as though he was on a mission to make every moment full of jam-packed with activity and fun and it seemed as though he would like to see watch and see everybody else's reaction and if it wasn't enough stimulation in the environment he would provide it you know there are small children like that they are selfless. They like to take care of other people. They that's. I saw that a lot, and I still see that a lot, in in my family, my friends, and community. Seems like each generation produced more and more aware, awoke uh, babies, toddlers that um, 
were different from what we were used to. So stay inspired, stay encouraged. Uh, Keep hope and keep faith and It's easy to become discouraged and depressed with all the negativity that is put in front of our eyes in the media. But we can control what we can control and no one else or nothing else. So our life is but a whisper, but a vapor. No reason for us to waste too much time in, well, in things that aren't going to add benefit and joy to our lives and lives of people around us. See, so... Well, thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Thank you for the gift of your time. Take care of yourself.